Love Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Way. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hi there, modern lovers. So happy to be with you and to do a show about one of the toughest things we face every year, believe it or not, it's the holidays. And why are they tough? Because so many have experienced trauma or loss. And during this time of year, we remember those who we may have lost during the year. The trauma can get triggered because the whole season is about being thankful and experiencing joy. Yet if you're suffering, seeing other people surrounded by that love you long for can make you feel more isolated. Our special guest tonight is Joyce Short, whose most recent blog post on her blog, CombattingRomanceScams.com, She posted a blog called 20 Ways to Combat Sorrow and Loss Around the Holidays. And here at Modern Love, we know that healing can accelerate only when you have the right tools in your toolbox and you have support. And it especially helps to have a guide to help you move through. So today we're going to give you all the tools we can with Joyce And I encourage you also to get a coach, get therapy, get training, get the help and support you need to really create the love you've always wanted. You don't have to come to our trainings, but we have some of the best trainings in the world, and we've earned the right to say that right here in our Modern Love Academy in San Francisco each month. We do a full-day live intensive training with special guests. We have one coming up in January. It's called 2018, Time to Live Your Dreams. Yes, 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 and it's going to be exciting, dynamic, and it will literally help you to create your own virtual reality tool to make 2018 the year that you have the love, the health, the wealth, the success that you desire, and to live your purpose in this life, you can reach us at www.drbrendawade.com or hit us back via email, love at docwade.com, or our social media, Dr. Brenda Wade. So we have an Ask Dr. Brenda question. Dear Dr. Brenda, I'm a procrastinator. Last year, my holiday card sat on my desk blank and unaddressed until Valentine's Day. It was too late to send them. This year, I figured it was better to send something brief than nothing at all. So I had photo cards made and wrote short notes on each before mailing. Several of my relatives told me they felt snubbed and offended by my short notes. And one aunt is especially upset and said via my mother, that my cards, quote, clearly showed I don't care about people and I should have written proper letters or sent nothing. 
Was I wrong to think some card was better than no card? How should I appease the aunt who's not speaking to me? Busted in Burlingame. Look, Busted, everyone has their idea of what you should do, and it's very important for you to do only what you can do. And if your aunt is upset, take a minute, call her or send her a note, and tell her, I love you, I know that you didn't get the note you wanted, but I was so pressed for time this year, I thought it was better to do something rather than nothing. And because you mean so much to me, I'm going to give you a special card. Here it is. You can't please everybody busted, but I agree with you that something is better than nothing. Now, let me tell you more about Joyce Short. She says that you can gain optimism by really developing both your mind and your body by volunteering or other things that help you stop dwelling on your sorrow. When she wrote Combating Romance Scams by Lying to Get Laid is a Crime, she had survived three separate incidents of sexual assault. She advocates for victims, coaching them to overcome their trauma, seek justice, and regain their dignity. And she was honored this year as a New York Assembly Woman of Distinction. Well, welcome to the show, Joyce Short. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Brenda, and I hope we can raise the spirits of some of your listeners. Yeah, I hope so, too. My goodness, you have quite a story of your own that led you to write this book, and the title of the book is, uh, dare I say, Compelling, (laughs) Combating Romance Scams, and it's nothing to laugh at because it's a devastating thing to go through a romance scam, and why lying to get laid is a crime. Tell us a little bit about your own experience, what led you to write the book. Well, I uh, met a man who lied to me about everything about himself. Mm. Uh, and And it wasn't until three and a half years later that I actually uh, began unfolding all of the uh, information uh, came to light in actually a phone call, uh, and uh, I began to understand that the man who I thought I loved was simply a figment of his overactive imagination. So you had been dating him for three years, or what stage relationship were you in when you discovered he was a liar? I was was head over heels in love with this man, uh, and uh, I, you know, we were heading to the altar as far as I thought, uh, and uh, lo and behold, uh, you know, I found out that uh, he was married. He was uh, oh not the age that he told me that he was. Uh, he actually told me he was uh, older than he was because I'm a sucker for older guys. Uh, at least I was at the time. <laughs> I might not be there at this point. Um, but uh, he also was a different religion. Uh, his education was considerably different. Uh, he told me he was an NYU graduate with a degree in accounting, uh, and it turned out that he was actually a high school dropout. So there was nothing about who he was uh, that was consistent with who well, I was. Well, the most devastating one is he was married. Was he actually still living with his spouse? You know, interestingly, when we first met, she was away. Uh, And uh, so we went for months uh, when we uh, first became uh, a couple. uh, He 
basically moved in. Uh, and, you know, his clothes, he, his clothes accumulated in my closet. He didn't uh, leave to go home somewhere else. Uh, he basically, you know, stayed at my place and called it home. Uh, and then, you know, things happened, and what I didn't know uh, was that, uh, you know, she would return and he would break up with me, then he would come back because he, she uh, went off to Brazil again. Uh, so it was, and he always had an excuse, uh, and I did not catch on. Uh, and uh, yeah, it it's hard to catch on once you've fallen in love with someone. It, the tendency is to paint them with a brush, a glowing color. They can do no wrong. This is the one you've always wanted. You feel so good. The endorphins are flooding your brain. Uh, he's moved in with you, so there's probably some good sex going on. And, you know, you're getting laid. And what could be wrong with this picture? Yet the breakups right. were there, so there were some painful things happening that didn't make sense, I'm sure. But it's, you know, right. when we say love is blind, it can be. And I know your, your book and your work and your blog are really about helping people not to be blind and to notice what's going on inside of them. So one of the things I know you talk about is that your brain controls your mind and that you control your brain. What do you mean when you say that? Especially well, when know, it comes to love. A, yeah, you touched on a very important point, and that is that uh, you have neurotransmitters that are uh, what function as your, your good vibe uh, hormones. Uh, they're uh, dopamine, uh, serotonin, uh, uh, endorphins and uh, oxytocin and all of those things are given to you by mother nature uh, and by the way let me just say this let me throw this in they're all given for bonding as you're saying excuse me for jumping in because i want to jump in and say this for women women secrete oxytocin when they nurse a baby or when they have sex with a man so you are going to bond with someone you have sex with and generate those good, wonderful hormones with. So it's important to think a couple times, uh, do I want to start a bonding process? How do I protect myself, take care of myself? Because we know for a fact that women who have hookups, which is, you know, the common thing for a lot of our millennials, (coughs) that a lot of those women, 78% of them, regret the hookup the next day and feel used. And the men regret the hookup and feel they've used someone. So we have to be more self-aware about sexual encounters and about the way the body and the brain work together. Well, I think that we have to be aware that uh, romantic love is simply a form of addiction. Uh, All of those same neurotransmitters that bind you to your love interest and the person who you feel affection for uh, are the same neurotransmitters that get you hooked on drugs and alcohol. Yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> uh, and, and the difference is that when you're drinking alcohol, you know what's creating that, uh, that, that uh, feeling of attachment to that drink. Um, but you don't recognize, or most people don't recognize, that there really is a love potion number nine. Uh, but it's 
created inside your brain, mm. and so you're not uh, you're not consciously aware that. So it's as people to you. are going through this experience. And there can be a feeling of trauma, of loss. I'm working with several people right now in our different training programs and private coaching who have been through this experience. And we know that it gets exacerbated during the holidays when everyone expects to be out having a lovely romantic time with the one they love. That's right. And we need to use those same neurotransmitters now to help us through and recover because just like they bonded us to uh, this person uh, they're now going to uh, be capable of helping us to unbond from this person you know there's a um, a concept of neuroplasticity yes uh, that uh, that basically means that your brain is constantly changing and you have the ability to help regulate that change by the information that you are uh, giving to your brain that it's going to process. Uh, and neuropsychology is the meeting of two specific types of sciences that deal with the brain and the mind, psychology and uh, neuroscience. Exactly. You're speaking my language, Joyce. I'm sure. I know. I know. Uh, but I eat, sleep, and breathe. My first, my first research was on monkey brains, prematurely born macaque monkeys. So uh-huh. I completely understand. And I want everyone, we don't have to get too deep in the neuropsych for our audience, but I do want you to take in that what Joyce is saying is that the science of how your brain works can work in your favor. And plastic means it's moldable. The brain can be molded. It can be reshaped. And guess who gets to reshape it and mold it? You do. And that is super important because during the holiday season, these same tools that Joyce is speaking of to combat you know, the sadness and the trauma and the loss coming up and swamping you in the holidays will also help you heal from a broken romance or anything else that may have happened in your life that traumatizes you. So, Joyce, what are the steps that you take people through to well, help them one to of heal? The first things, yep. If I can give you three things that you really need to do right away, or, or that will really help you, the, the quickie. Please give us the three quick okay. steps. Fast track to uh, feeling better. Number one, eat dark chocolate. Number two, exercise. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> yep. Number, number two, exercise. And number three, volunteer. And I'll tell you why these three things are extremely important. Uh, as I mentioned, the neurotransmitters that are most Uh, involved in your sense of well-being and happiness and fulfillment are dopamine, uh, serotonin, uh, oxytocin, and uh, endorphins. So Mm -hmm. the first thing that you have to stimulate is your dopamine. Uh, And you can stimulate your dopamine very quickly by simply uh, taking the step of making a to-do list for yourself that is a very easy to-do list to follow because dopamine is stimulated 
when you accomplish something. So now the first thing you feel like doing. Well, that's why I love writing lists. Yes, it's wonderful (laughs) because you're writing the list inspires you it makes you feel wonderful when you i make big circles by everything that i need to do and then i put a big check mark in that circle and when i can go back to that list and all of those things are checked off wow it's a great feeling so when you are experiencing loss the last thing you feel like doing is you know things that are complicating your life so don't overwhelm yourself with a difficult to-do list this is the kind of to-do list that i'm thinking about uh, that 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 will help inspire you and just get you out of bed. So number one, you're going to wake up. Number two, you're going to brush your teeth. Number three, if you're a shower person, you're going to take your morning shower. Number four, you're going to get dressed. You're going to have your breakfast, and you're going to go out for a walk. Make it a list. It might be something that you think. You know, those are all things that you're going to do. Great. Make a list out of them so that you can get more dopamine behind those activities and give yourself a little bit more brightness to start your day. Now, when you go outside, you're going to start uh, pumping your serotonin because sunshine uh, is uh, one of the best ways to stimulate uh, serotonin. There are many. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, serotonin, uh, when, you, when you're deprived of serotonin, then you're going to be depressed. That's so just getting outside, getting exercise, exercise, of course, also helps stimulate all these neurotransmitters. And then one of the things I'm curious about, Joyce, what about the people right now who are listening, who are saying, are these the steps that will help me when I lost a loved one this year or I went through a breakup this year or I had some other kind of really impactful event that I'm still healing from? Or maybe I have a loved one who's very ill. We've got several people uh, in our community. We have a, a mastermind community and several people who are going through breakups and breakdowns and all sorts of things. You need to control your brain in spite of your loss. Uh, And if you can control your brain, then you can uh, keep a more even keel as you're dealing with your losses. So that's where the dark chocolate, the exercise, and, well, I love the dark chocolate. I'm kind of stuck there. But (laughs) the exercise and getting outside, all those things control the brain. So when you say control the brain, this is what we're talking about. Exactly. So it doesn't control your loss. It doesn't take your loss away from you. Uh, And uh, you mentioned something about seeing a therapist and that uh, seeing a grief counselor. You know, uh, you can be experiencing a loss because uh, because they've passed away, uh, and you can be experiencing a loss because they've dumped you. Uh, So it's still the same painful loss that that person is no longer part of your life. Uh, and we can't change the loss itself. All we can change is how we respond, what we do for ourselves in order to create joy and happiness and get control of our uh, how we position that loss in our brain. Yeah, and I love it that you talk about volunteering because when we get outside of ourselves, 
when we see that somebody else may in fact be having a harder time and that we can help them, that starts exactly. to produce more of those great neurotransmitters. I, I can remember volunteering for years, just a simple, simple thing in a home for the elderly, and I would go over once a week and push all the people in their wheelchairs and help people in their walkers come into what was their music room or activity room, and I'd play the piano and sing songs with them. And oh, I would come out feeling so happy. They'd start to wake up and start to sing songs with me, and I'd go and have them clap their hands. And I thought, boy, who's getting more out of this, me or them? Clearly, exactly. I was. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Uh, it really does so much for pumping up your uh, neurotransmitters to volunteer. In so many ways, you're, you're touching on dopamine, serotonin. Uh, you're you're um, also, uh, you know, creating oxytocin. Uh, yeah, you know what's funny? Well. Is I just thought about this, Joyce. Years ago, when I was in graduate school, one of our professors wanted to see if we could teach undergrads to be more compassionate, to have more empathy. So she thought by showing them movies of people helping others like Mother Teresa, things like that, they would go up on their score on an empathy scale. But she had other measures, physical measures, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And what happened is the scores did not go up in terms Mm -hmm. of empathy and compassion. What did go up? was their immune systems all got a boost. And I always thought that was fascinating. And it wasn't until, you know, some years later I started looking at the research on what you're talking about now, which is being of service. Yes, if you're doing it live in person, you can get the boost, but it also boosts the immune system. Mm -hmm. Because anything that makes us feel better makes us healthier. So everyone... Mm -hmm. You'll get a double dose if you go and serve others. Not only are you going to feel better, but you're going to make yourself healthier. So I love your information. And, Joyce, for yourself, knowing that you've gone through trauma, have these things worked for you in your life? Wholeheartedly. Uh, I don't think I'd be here today uh, if I hadn't taken charge of my own happiness uh, and done the things that I needed to do in order to, you know, even out my mood uh, and uh, get me through the tremendous depression uh, that I went through and the tremendous grief that I went through uh, and back to a, a stable, happy life. Mm. So and there is what, one if you yes. make the effort. Yes. Because now, neuroplasticity is going to change your brain Uh, You're going to impact your brain. You're going to change your brain. You're going to make yourself happy. Now, how do you make permanent improvements in the brain? One of the things you also mentioned in your book is how you make permanent improvements in the brain by impacting that area of the brain we call the amygdala. Well, not we call it. It is the amygdala. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, You're going to uh, create a habit out of this. Uh, The the Uh, we're going to become addicted to those feel-good hormones. Uh, We're going to know how we have uh, made ourselves feel better, and we're going to continuously create those behaviors uh, and recognize 
what we have to do in order to feel better. Uh, mm-hmm. And the amygdala processes this information. We go through a couple of different stages. Uh, our brains develop in a couple of different uh, stages. Uh, first, we deal with the processing of in, uh, how we establish processing. Uh, and then once we establish processing, then we're impacted by what we learn. So if we learn something, if it makes us feel better, we'll continue doing it, uh, and it will become a habit. And that's how we're going to make these changes. You're going to supply your brain with positive feelings and positive Yeah, and let me say, in order to stay with this kind of program, it is important to everyone to get support. We know that you're more likely to comply if you have a coach or somebody there who holds you accountable. All the research shows if you're going to go out for a walk, if you're going to walk with a friend or with a group, you're more likely to comply. So please, please, Follow Joyce's advice and add getting support and just getting in with a group of people who are exercising or who are working on being positive. This is part of why we've created mastermind programs and trainings here at Modern Love so you not only have support, you also get more of these tools. Now, we only have a couple of minutes left. Joyce, leave us with your last thought on how to make the holidays happy if you've got a difficult family situation. You know, it's so hard. We can't control who our family is. All We, we can control who our friends are. But sometimes we're stuck with that family, but only to the extent that we allow them uh, to be invalidating us or naysaying us, we can walk out the door. Uh, We can uh, make sure that when they say something that's hurtful or harmful, we don't have to be standing there listening. And we can recognize where it's coming from. Is this person simply an invalidating, naysaying kind of person? Uh, or is yeah, there and one of, yeah, one of the things that I also often say is, you know who your family is. You're not just meeting these people. Situate yourself at the table near somebody who's an ally, and if somebody goes to the dark side, say, oh, excuse me just a minute. I'll be back in a minute. I'm just going to go get myself a glass of water or a cup of exactly. tea or take a breath of air. You don't have to sit there and be a sitting duck. Joyce Short, thank you so very, very much. Everyone, let me give you again the name of Joyce's book. Joyce, it's Combating Romance Scams, Why Lying to Get Laid is a Crime. And you have also a website, don't you? I do, and it's called CombatingRomanceScams.com. All right, Joyce Short. Yes, thank you. I just, we have to leave it there, but I want to thank our wonderful producers, LeGron Green, our executive producer, Cliff Dunning, our social producer, Modern Lovers. I will see you the second Saturday in January. Go to Eventbrite right now and grab your seat for 2018, Time to Live Your Dreams. And we are going to create a virtual reality tool that will support you throughout 2018 to stay on track to create and live your dreams. Till then, blessings, everyone. Good night.